Hello everyone and Namaskar. This is a continuation of A Guide to Human Conduct. This is part 4 in the final part. Tapa. Tapa means to practice penance, to reach the goal. To practice Saocha, it is not necessary to undergo physical discomfort to serve humanity. A donation of 10 rupees brings no physical discomfort for millionaires. It is therefore no tapa for them, but this gift helps them in practicing mental saocha. There must be one and only one purpose behind the practice of penance, and that is to show their sorrows and miseries of others, to make them happy, to free them from grief, and to give them comforts. Just like in saocha sadhana, in the practice of tapa, there must not be even the least bit of commercial mentality. Shudroshita seva, physical service, in almost all cases, relates to tapa. Therefore, those who are afraid of physical labor or hate the shudra laborer can never become a tapasa. If you serve sick people who are in great pain for hours together to give them needed relief, this is tapa. But if you serve them with the selfish motive of securing their assistance in your bad days, the entire effort of tapa is lost in a moment. Tapasadana is, therefore, to be above selfishness. As a rule, practice of tapa will lead to mental dilation, and this dilation will certainly help a sadhaka to a large extent in practicing Ishwara Pranidhana. The sadhakas of tapa know that the served is Brahma, their cherished goal. They are servants, and the service rendered by them is their sadhana. The very purpose of tapasya, of those who ready themselves to render service, to the served, only after consideration of their caste, creed, religion, or nationality is defeated, because it is not possible for them to serve with due sincerity, with such a lack of large-heartedness. Those who look upon the served only as an expression of the cosmos and look after their comforts selflessly develop devotion or love for the Supreme in a short time. When love is aroused and devotional sentiment is expressed, what else remains to be achieved? What place does knowledge or reasoning occupy in tapasadhana? This is a very important question. Truly speaking, far greater knowledge is required to render service pertaining to tapa than to render service pertaining to saocha. Tapa devoid of knowledge is bound to be misused. The opportunists will misuse your energy by extracting work from you to serve their selfish ends, and at the same time, this will deprive the real sufferers of their due services from you. A rich miser approaches you with a tale of woe and entreats you to give him relief. Be moved with pity if you do what is needed to relieve him of his suffering. The very purpose of tapa will be defeated, as it is without any knowledge or reasoning. The end result of your service will be that the rich man whom you have served will become more miserly and more selfish and will in the future try to deceive in a greater way people who dedicate themselves to the service of humanity. Secondly, as you will, to some extent, know his inner motive. You will become mentally depressed, and you will also develop a hostile attitude towards him. Therefore, while following the principle of tapa, you should ascertain fully well whether the person you are going to serve really needs your service. Only then, should you engage yourself in service. In practicing tapa, you should always give consideration to those who are inferior to you 
and not to those who are superior. Your responsibility is greater for those who are weaker, poorer, less educated, more ignorant, and downtrodden in comparison with you. Your responsibility is very little for those who are above your level, who are better off and more powerful than you. Therefore, you will have to ascertain with discrimination where your responsibility lies and to what extent. Otherwise, all your time, energy, and labor employed in tapa will be in vain. To banquet the rich is of no use. Give food to the starving. There is no need to send presents to your superiors. Send medicine and food to the sick. Don't waste your time in flattering the rich. It will yield no result. Conquer the hearts of the underprivileged by your sympathetic behavior and accept them in your society. You cannot attain Brahma by tapa if it is devoid of discrimination, because in such cases you do not make the proper use of objects. Of course, it is better to do something than nothing, and with this end in view, tapa, even without discrimination, has some value. It has some psychological benefit. Buddha said, Win the miser by charity. Win the liar by speaking the truth. You can definitely influence a miser by your charity, and there is nothing bad in this. But it is not what is understood by the term tapa. There is another peculiarity in tapa. When the activities of human beings are not guided by discrimination, they are goaded by instinct. Tapa with discrimination changes the course of action and leads people towards emancipation. Of course, devotion also gives rise to discrimination, but such devotion cannot be aroused in those who have not experienced cosmic bliss. Svariaya. Svariaya means the clear understanding of any spiritual subject. In ancient days, students carried on their day-to-day Svariaya in the hermitage of the rishis. But the circumstances have changed, and the term Svariaya has also lost its meaning with passage of time. Nowadays, reading religious scriptures without grasping the meaning is also considered to be Svariaya. Religious professionals have misguided the public by their misinterpretation of the term Svariaya. They say, these are the results of reading such and such books. It matters little whether you understand the meaning or not. If you cannot find time to read books, simply touch your head with them thrice. Or if you have no time to hear religious sermons, offer fruits or sweets to the deity. This will yield the same result. This is the real thing. Svariaya means not only to read or hear a subject, but also to understand its significance. The underlying idea. Acceptance of the outward or crude meaning has only led to the corruption of Vaishnava and Shakta Sadhana, and this ultimately greatly distorted people's religious belief. For example, one aspect of Tantra Sadhana is called Mamsa Sadhana. What is Mamsa Sadhana? Ma, Shabdat, Rasana, Jineya, Tadamshan, Rasana, Priye, Yastad, Bhaksha, Yenityang, Saeva, Mamsa, Sadaka. Ma means tongue, and mamsa means action of the tongue, i.e. vocal expression. The sadhaka who takes mamsa, vocal expression, every day, i.e. who practices control over speech, is a mamsa sadhaka. How beautiful the meaning is. But the so-called interpreters, who are dominated by their material desires, never hesitate to slaughter innocent goats at the altar of the deities in the name of mamsa, meat sadhana. The number of goats to be sacrificed is determined by the number of those who will eat the flesh. Alas, what an interpretation. 
To understand the underlying meaning of what is laid down in scriptures, the idea is to be grasped first, otherwise a proper spirit will never be realized. If I say, Shaundika Suralayam Gachati, it will naturally mean the liquor merchant is going to the liquor shop. But if I say, Narada Suralayam Gachati, it means Narada is going to the abode of Sura, heaven. But in the former case, it was the house of Sura, i.e. liquor shop. Thus, the same word carries different meanings in different contexts. You have now understood how cautious you have to be in practicing Swariaya. Those with vested interests seek to keep the public away from the true spirit of the true Shastras, because this facilitates their exploitation. Ishwara Pranidhana There may be many interpretations of the term Ishwara, but it commonly means the controller of this universe. He who controls the thought waves of this universe is Ishwara. Therefore, Purushottama and Ishwara are not identical conceptions. In philosophy, the word Ishwara has one more meaning. It is the witnessing counterpart of the objective Prakriti, where the static principle is dominant. It is the witnessing entity of the causal world. It is the magnified essence of Pragya. It is an entity free from all bondages. Klesha Karma Vipakashe Raparamsta Purusha Vishesa Ishwara Whatever may be the minor differences to a sadhaka, Ishwara is understood to be nothing other than Saguna Brahma, or God. Pranidhana means to understand clearly or to adopt something as a shelter. Therefore, Ishwara Pranidhana means to establish oneself in the cosmic idea, to accept Ishwara as the only ideal of life. The physical body constituted of five fundamental factors does not disobey the laws of the cycle of its thought wave. Extroversial or introversial, it is your mind that violates them. And this results in the degeneration of the unit consciousness. Because unit consciousness is reflected in the mind and nowhere else, so Ishwara Pranidhana means to move with accelerated speed towards that supreme shelter, God. Therefore, Ishwara Pranidhana is absolutely based on bhava, or ideation. It is a mental effort in its entirety. Shouting at the top of one's voice for a big crowd to assemble, or showing devotion by beating drums, etc., has got no place in it. Your Ishwara is not deaf. Don't shout to convey your mental feelings to him. One will have to detach the mind from worldly propensities while meditating upon Ishwara, God. First the mind will have to be withdrawn from the limited I-feeling and focus at a point. Then, one will take the thought of the macrocosm around that point with the help of the ideation of the mantra prescribed according to one's own samskara, mental potentiality. He is the subtlest entity. Therefore, he can be realized only through feeling and by no other means. Perhaps you know that japa is of three kinds, bachanika, upanchu, and manasika. Bachanika japa, the attempt to attract his attention by reciting prayers in a loud voice, is absolutely meaningless. Respect, affection, sincerity, and devotion are attributes of the inner heart and are not to be expressed loudly in the language of flatterers. Pachanika japa therefore serves no purpose. However, when a desire for vocal expression of an internal feeling is aroused, the divine touch can be expressed in sweet language in the form of a verse or song. As for example, the mantra, Om Namaste Sate Sarvalokash Shrayaya, occurs to my mind. Mantras of this type are very good. 
but they cannot serve the purpose of auto-suggestion of Ishwara Pranidhana. Verses or mantras uttered in such a low tone that they are hardly audible are called Upamshu Japa. Although this is better than Vachanika Japa, it cannot be considered an ideal style of Japa. Mental Japa is the best process of Ishwara Pranidhana. One's ideation should be expressed mentally and the mind should be its witnessing entity. If this mental japa is practiced regularly and properly after learning the same from a competent teacher, the mind will progress in a particular flow, a forward movement on the path of pratisanchara of Brahma. The speed of the mind generated by the sadhaka by means of Ishwara Pranidhana is faster than the mental speed of Brahma by which he is leading his psychic creations towards perfection through the path of pratisanchara. When the mental flow of a spiritual aspirant moves along the introversial phase of macrocosmic meditation, one's animative force, having the potentiality of divinity itself, rises above all tendencies, all samskaras, and proceeds towards eternal bliss. In this state, the mind is vibrated with cosmic feeling. The unexpressed divine qualities of the higher glands find expression and the resonance of the mind vibrates the nervous system. This gives rise to pious expression in the physical body. In the case of those people whose occult feelings are not physically expressed due to causes associated with the nerves, the mental vibrations cause certain radical changes in the various glands within the body. These occult feelings are basically of eight types. Stamba, astounding. Kampa, trembling. Sveda, sweating. Swaraveda, hoarseness of voice. Ashru, tears. Ramancha, Horripilation, Vaivarna, change of color, and Pralaya, fainting fit. There are other feelings associated with these major feelings. For example, Niritya, dancing, Gita, singing, Viluntana, rolling, Kroshana, weeping, Humkara, roaring, Lalas Raba, salivating, Jrimbana, yawning, Lokapeka Tyaga, indifference, Atahasya, bursting into laughter, gurnana, whirling, hika, hiccuffing, tanumotana, relaxation of the physical body, and dirgash, vasa, deep breathing. The probability of such signs is very little in the case of vachanika and upamshu, japa. That expression is very natural in case of those who have learned the correct process of sadhana. These are associated with pleasure and not with pain of any kind. Therefore, those who do not practice sadhana should not be unnecessarily afraid of these signs. When such occult symptoms appear, the sadhaka also should not worry in any way. In this state, if the sadhakas pay attention to expressing those signs, their progress will be retarded. If they suppress these occult feelings, their bhava or ideation itself will be disturbed, and their minds will become detached from Ishwara Pranidhana. You should always remember that cosmic feeling is above everything else. It is unwise to waste time paying attention to the external symptoms of the ideation or bhava. These occult symptoms disappear as soon as the mind is detached from cosmic objectivity. When sadhakas attain the capability to establish themselves in cosmic feeling for long periods, those ideations are confined to the mental body only and the physical body becomes calm to a great extent. It is desirable to practice various lessons of sadhana alone in a lonely place. But Ishwara Pranidhana can be practiced both individually as well as collectively. In collective Ishwara Pranidhana, the combined mental efforts 
work together, and so give rise to the expression of the higher signs in a very short time. Therefore, like all other aspects of sadhana, Ishwara Pranidana should positively be practiced alone in a lonely place. But in addition, do not miss the opportunity of collective Ishwara Pranidana whenever some of you conveniently meet together. The indomitable mental force aroused as a result of collective Ishwara Pranidana will help you solve any problem, great or small, on this earth. It is for this reason that you should always be zealous to attend weekly Dharma Chakra regularly. Ananda Purnima, 1957, Jamalpur. Thank you.